0: what's up everybody and welcome back to another movie review i'm chase lee reviewing for Dallas Moviescreenings.com. And the movie I want to take a look at right now is Nocturne. Now, this one comes from Amazon Studios. It is written and directed by Zoo Quir- Quirky. Uh, please let me know down below uh, what the correct pronunciation is because I didn't really feel confident on either one of those, but I think it's one of those. But I apologize nonetheless. This one tells the story of an incredibly gifted pianist that makes a Faustian bargain to overtake her older sister at a prestigious institution for classical musicians. It runs at an hour and 30 minutes. And going into this, I didn't want to know anything about it. I wanted to go into it blind because this was a part of a four-film anthology series, Welcome to the Blumhouse. Uh, They released two last week, The Lie and Black Box, then released two this week, Evil Eye and Nocturne. And so Blumhouse and Amazon just basically wanted to throw out four movies for you and see, like, what you wanted to watch this Halloween season. So if you have a Prime account and you were scrolling through and you had no idea what to watch... Here's four new movies in the span of two weeks. Uh, pick one; you might enjoy it. They're all radically different, so um, they all have different uh, vibes to them, different subgenres uh, in, in the horror, you know, overall horror genre. So, um, yeah, there's gotta be one of them that you might enjoy. But that's the whole point of them—just to kind of throw them out there and see what sticks. Like, what's gonna land? What's what's gonna be the best one? Now, I've already reviewed The Lie and Black Box uh, on my channel. You can check those reviews out. And then also Evil Eye. Um, so this is the fourth and final film in this kind of like Welcome to the Blumhouse Anthology series. And I kind of liked it. Um, it's not like incredible or anything. I'm not going to want to watch it again. It, but you know what? For being this director's first ever feature film, I think she she killed it. And it's definitely a promising start to the rest of her feature film career um so i will give her credit on that now to get the obvious out of the way this film is definitely reminiscent of black swan it just is and even like to the very end the ending it's totally like black swan so it's like you know just swap out uh, ballerina ballerina dancing for uh playing the piano and you got your movie <laughs> um But it's okay, though, because I do think this film has its own creative touch to it to where, uh, you know, it could stand on its own two feet. And like I said, it's a promising start to um, this director's career. So if she can make more films like this and just continue to get better, fantastic. I'll watch anything that she does. So let's kind of dive into this. Speaking of the director, I think from a visual standpoint and really kind of creating this chaotic energy and this feeling that reality is slipping from you and the feeling that um, you get when you're super obsessed with something and you, you strive for perfection. You just become, you're, you're just not there. Like you, like you said, you're completely just removed from reality and you don't know what's real and what's fantasy because your mind is just so focused on one thing. It just blocks everything else out. And so creating atmosphere And these kind of sequences to get into the headspace of this uh, uh, main character was was really great. I I really loved how disorienting and chaotic the sound design and the music were. I love how beautiful and horrifying at the same time that the cinematography and uh, the lighting was. All those sequences were really fantastic. Um, So I'll give her props on that. Um, another thing I really liked is the main character, uh, Sydney Sweeney. Uh, I've seen her in like euphoria and stuff. She's, I, I hope she does smaller films like this and stuff and just keeps on building her career out. Cause she's starting to become a, a real powerhouse and she really just kind of takes command of any scene that she's in. Um, even when her character's like soft spoken, she's kind of, she's kind of shy. She doesn't really like, um, get along with people she's kind of alone even when she's like by herself like thinking and like working on her music or working or looking through this book that she found uh, early on in the film you're just always glued to the screen like she she owns everything that she does and so following this character and seeing her slowly lose her mind is equally terrifying and sad at the same time and she totally um displays that and so I really liked following her character and just kind of the stuff in between. Um, All all of the uh, kind of um, alternate reality uh, visions that she has. Uh, So I'll give the director props on that. The one thing I didn't really like, and this is just a minor gripe, is um, the relationship she had with her sister was okay. Like it wasn't like... Because that's the whole point with this is that her older sister, something happens to her and so she has to take her spot. There's a lot of resentment there. And... You know, we get a couple scenes, but, like, I just, I didn't really feel, I didn't really feel that emotional, like, um, you know, I guess head bashing between these two people. I just, it felt like, okay, they're reading their lines, okay, and then they move on, and then she's by herself again. I didn't really feel the relationship between her and her sister. I also didn't feel the romantic relationship that spawned halfway uh, through this thing. It felt like it came out of nowhere, There's definitely no passion there. And I I get why they did it. Because it was like a spur of the moment. Like, oh, something happened to you. I'm comforting you. Bang, let's screw on the floor. It just, it didn't do anything for me. And it just kind of wasted time. Yes, it was a part of the plot in some way, shape, or form. Like, without spoiling anything. But I just... The the interactions they had with uh, each other beforehand when they did it. It just... Take that whole subplot out. It just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Um, Because I was more interested in, like her driving herself mad to perfection and wanting to be perfect for this this night that is really important to her at this school. And so that's where I was fascinated because she was having, uh, she was confident. She had doubts. Like she had to go talk to her teacher at some point. She just didn't know if she could do it. And like, you know, there there's that um, that hero mentality where like you want to root for her. like you want her to like, uh, you know, accomplish this. And so, like I said, that storyline her storyline and just her whole journey is way better than any other subplot in this film. Um, and then the ending I like those I like those endings. I'm such a sucker for uh, anything that has to do with like here's what's happening, oh, something happens. the character goes over here, something's happening, and then it reverts back to where they were at the beginning. So we don't really know if, like, this scenario happened or this scenario happened. But then they kind of uh, tell you that this is what's going on. And then it might flip to scenario two. And that's how it ends. And so it's a really kind of unsettling uh, ending. It really kind of gets under my skin uh, when I watch these type of endings. Because it's just so sad uh, at the same time. Because you're like, you know, they work so hard for this. And, like, it just... The madness got a hold of them, um, and and without a doubt, this has the best final shot of any of the four in this anthology series, without a doubt, and I think the best ending as well. Um, the The image that um, is framed on Sidney Sweeney, it's creepy, and uh, I, I thought it was really kind of. Just her character in a nutshell, and I just, uh, yeah, that was probably my favorite part about the entire film, As the last, um, I think, like, 10, 15 minutes, and then, like, the final shot of her. Great stuff. So, speaking of Sydney Sweeney, definitely the best part about this movie. Um, I love seeing her, you know, kind of just expand her career, like, you know, doing all these smaller films, uh, post, you know, like, Euphoria, and a uh, bunch of other things she's been in, but, like, she's finding her own footing as an actress, and she just... She takes command of that screen, man, and she she's hard to look away from. Um, she just owns it, and I, I love the fact that like each each movie and like show that she does is different. But I thought she was really great in this. Um, the sister, the sister's boyfriend, eh, like I, I I don't know. It's just um, I thought even like her parents. I didn't really think anyone added any type of they weren't on the same level as Sydney Sweeney. I just felt like they were kind of subpar and she was doing the best she can to kind of uplift them. And I just, you know, I guess they were literally just supporting people They're They're in there out. And I guess that's okay. But just the impact that they had didn't really do anything for me. I think the best character uh, and best performance from the uh, supporting actor is Ivan Shaw. He plays the teacher. Um, you know he seems pretty normal at first, and as you get to know him, like things start to unravel a little bit, and you're like, okay, this cautionary tale don't don't end up like this person. So, um, I thought he was a definitely a better character than any any other person uh, portrayed. But uh, yeah, that's that's about it. Uh, yeah, is this gonna like end up on a top ten list? No. Is it is it bad by any means? No. Um, but I, I enjoyed it for what it was. And uh, I, like I said, I'm a sucker for these endings. I've seen this ending probably a thousand times, but I like it. And I think it has the best final shot of the four for sure. So ending the anthology series is kind of poetic and on that shot. Because now I'm done with them. So that is the Welcome to the Blumhouse anthology series. Uh, and I'm going to wrap this up by uh, grading Nocturne and by giving it a B-. minus. So, um... Yeah, so let me know what you thought of Nocturne down below and what you thought of all four of these films. The Lie, Black Box, Evil Eye, Nocturne, all that down below. Good or bad, even if I don't respond to them, I do read them all. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can subscribe to my YouTube channel so you can get up to date to so whenever I review anything. If you're more of a podcast person you don't want to see this a.k.a. my face, uh, and you want to hear all these in audio form, you can do just that, the Real Me and Colin Movie Podcast podcast feed. Uh, if uh, podcasting is more of your style, I record these both at the same time. I'm Chase Lee for DallasMovieScreenings.com, and tune in next time for whatever I review next. I will see you guys later.